We're just talking Smash today? We're just talking Smash today. That's fine. That's fine. And they only know what I think, so this is going to be uh, all about what you think and you setting me straight because I got so much wrong on the last podcast. Oh, yeah, that was tough. That was tough to listen to. <laughs> Anyway, this is the Constant Crusade Podcast. You're on live with Jalen the Fuzz. This is the Constant Crusade Podcast, and we're talking. What was that? (laughs) I'm EJ Olson. This is Nick Durheim. This is the Crisscross Applesauce Podcast. Uh, I haven't even been drinking. Well, I had a beer at work before I left a couple hours ago. Anyway, we, Nick, are catching up about Super Smash Bros. That's all we're talking about today. We're not allowed to get tangential because it's 8.52 on a Monday night. We got to make this happen. Also known as the eleventh hour. Exactly. We're making it happen. I, I honestly didn't anticipate being home at this point because work's been crazy. But I fucking got out of there. I got the heck out of there. Nick, you listen to our buddy Leaf and I talk. I'm assuming you listened to it. Did you listen to the whole thing? I sure did. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so Drew in our group chat today. Pointed out that we got some stuff wrong, but listen, it was off the cuff. It was a, it was in your face. It was uh, whiskey fueled. Yeah, and you hadn't even watched half the direct. Apparently, no, I was so fucking pissed. I was <laughs> right? so, I was so fucking. Anyway, so <laughs> what do we get wrong? What do we get right? <laughs> what was good? What was bad? Talk to me. Well, I mean, as Drew pointed out, and I was thinking very loudly to myself as I listened <laughs> to you guys talk about it, but the spirits mode has nothing to do with amiibos, really. It's more like it's more akin to the equipment that you could uh, apply to your amiibos, but it's like a, a mode where it's kind of like a replacement of the event mode. See, that, maybe that's where I got confused. It's because I associated it with the equipment. It's like yeah, it's like the equipment mixed with the the master orders, the crazy hand that mode that I didn't really like messing around with because it's too like randomly generated kind of right vibes. And I still am not entirely certain about how they're going to implement the spirits mode thing because they showed like pages and you had like lists of things to do. But I don't know if those are, this is a order in which you are unlocking things or is it like in melee where you just threw coins into that vending machine and popped out random trophies. Right, right. Which I get in dupes. I missed. I missed that very much. So you miss it, but you would hate it if they had that in this one. You liked it when you were a kid because this is the thing. (laughs) Okay. I've had so many complicated and just, completely opposing views about this whole thing since the direct drop raging inside of you <laughs> it's just raging inside of me it's like it's tearing me apart <laughs> lisa <laughs> well i was going more for an anakin skywalker padme thing padme i did not hit her uh, <laughs> I, I force choked her see we're wow. combining references you see how he do that i'm waiting for the room two starring hayden christensen that's that's actually star wars episode two <laughs> <laughs> it's literally been made. <laughs> okay, anyway, so the, the devil and God is raging inside of you. Nice brand new reference, but yes. Yes, entirely so. <laughs> because they showed a bunch of stuff that immediately I was like, I don't like that. Like the spirits mode, they went way too long for the spirits mode. I was looking at the timestamps. They talked about spirits for like 10 minutes. It was the fucking half the direct. It was too much time, but... It's just, it's so weird that they, they thought that that would be a good idea. Nick, the reason I got confused is because they literally show a, a an amiibo turn into a spirit or into a one of the characters. Like, that's like the first thing they show was like this guy and then it's, am I confusing that for a later part in the direct? 
that might have been like a little bit after the initial spirits because they talked about it for eight minutes or nine minutes i mean i don't know what they what what part you saw and what how closely you were paying attention you said you're getting ready in the morning you're like running around doing stuff i'm assuming you're only like half paying attention which is totally fair i mean i was driving while this thing was playing so like i didn't get all of it either i watched it again later i was completely watching until i saw the fucking amiibo and they're like spirit mode and i and i was like i was like i'm done so I, it was my bad. It sounded like you checked out as soon as Incineroar popped up. I thought that would be when you were just like done. <sighs> That's when they crushed my spirit. Yes. Uh, uh, my, <laughs> my will to live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be a bit. Okay. That's the DLC mode is will to live. Oh, Educate me on spirit mode and tell me why I should be excited about it. Or should I be? I mean, from all I can tell is that it's pretty much what event mode would be like it's hey since we aren't gonna have the able sisters in this game we're gonna have this funny sort of facsimile where you're fighting three sonic the hedgehogs equipped with drills because they're three hedgehogs it's like cute stuff like that or uh dr hal emmerich from metal gear is a doctor in the game and you fight him in a metal gear which is a giant mech so in smash bros you're fighting a dr mario that doesn't fight you but there's a giant Rob that protects him. So it's funny, like fan servicey kind of stuff like that. It's kind of, it's kind of like what you would do if you were a little kid and you're like, I can't remember what it was called, what we did, but it was something in smash brothers 64 where we would be like trying to like beat up Pikachu and Fox as captain Falcon and Ness because they're the most human of people. And it was like a two V two kind of thing. It was like Pokemon trainer basically. Huh. It's like making believe because you had two animals fighting and two people fighting. But it's like stuff like that where you're just a little kid and you have imagination and you're making up game modes. So I like it in that way, but I also hate that you equip spirits and there's active spirits that have slots that you can equip passive spirits to. And then I completely check out my eyes glaze over. There's a slime. There's this weird, you know, boosting the stats of the slime that's boosting my stats. Like I, I don't want to partake in any of that. You said you like that in Smash Run, but that's more of like a, a roguelite kind of thing where you're just trying to boost up for the run and then you have a battle at the end. And it's like, okay, one and done, five minute little loop there. But in the spirits mode, it seems like they're talking about if you are too overpowered, you're not getting rewarded with as many spirits. So you have to be like as close to their power level and then you get more spirits because you're rewarded for doing a more difficult task. It's like, I don't like that idea at all. <laughs> I'm fine with just winning JPEGs because it was too much work to ask these companies for 3D models while they're characters, whatever. It's pretty obtuse, but I feel like systems is your jam. But at the same time, I don't know if I would care about trophies at all in a new game anyway, because I didn't look at the trophies in Smash 4 at all. Like there was a whole showcase and they ordered them by series and it was lovingly crafted, but I just didn't care. I didn't interact with that at all so i don't know if i am the person that should be like critiquing this because i don't know if i would like it if it was good i don't know if this is good all i know is that i don't really i didn't have a good reaction to the spirits mode immediately because it was just like oh my gosh they have all this equipment crap and it just seems so randomly generated and haphazard and endless like there's <laughs> millions of these things they've got probably every single pokemon ever i mean that's just 800 things right there and i that's just too much that's too many things Every Pokemon ever? Probably. Where would Jesus. you cut off? You're like, oh, we, we got Diglett in here. Might as well have, have it evolve Because you can evolve these spirits, too. Where, where does it end? <laughs> okay. Well, it should end where Pokemon got bad. So anything made after 2000 and 
four. Two thousand. <laughs> that's <You> boomer. <laughs> like when did Crystal come out? That was the last good Pokemon. <laughs> no. Diamond and Pearl were I played the shit out of those. I don't know if they're good, but I played them and loved them. Hey man, people really, really like Black Two and White too. Oh, don't get me started on those. Pokemon Black and White were the was the first generation of Pokemon that I did not beat. And I skipped over Black White. Uh, black and white two completely before jumping back into X and Y, which I did beat and sun and moon, which I had a great time with despite them being fucking awful games. But anyway, I said no getting tangential. Nick, I thought that all of these systems in the spirit mode after looking through it again, I was like that this is right up your alley. You can equip things and customize your build. I don't want that in a smash game. Well, that's fair. That's fair. It's like playing with items in a Smash game. It's not what I want. I mean, I'll mess around with it because it can be fun sometimes. It's like a, a relaxing party game. But when you talk about equipping things to make your character stronger, that's initially like min-maxing. And that doesn't make things more fun. It makes it more competitive, but it makes it more competitive in a random way that I don't like. Okay. Items make it ra- make it random because anybody can pick it up and it becomes like a highly contentious kind of struggle over this thing as opposed to, oh, I just have the better punch equipped on my character and now I'm just beating you up harder. We fucked up big time on the podcast. We, we totally, both of us, th- this is my thing, Nick. Leaf and I both equally confused and on the same page as far as what we thought this mode was. Like we're training our amiibo and equipping spirits to them or some shit and then fighting with them or something. I don't know. We both were confused. So is that a Nintendo's messaging thing or, or, or are Leaf and I both somehow very similarly retarded apparently? <laughs> I was going to say, both might just be a couple of dum-dums. <laughs> Maybe. You both, you both admitted to like not paying attention after a certain point. You were not paying attention because you thought Amiibos, and you were like, oh, God. And Leaf was having to make small talk with some supervisor because he was doing this <laughs> test thing. <laughs> like, Leaf, you should not be disclosing this amount of information. I know, Leaf. Talking Leaf. about our, our security uh, reports. That's funny. He had a little bit to drink, that's for sure. That's fucking funny. Good, uh, good stuff. I do. Hey, listen, I really enjoy talking to Leaf, and I can't wait to all get back on it together. The three of us. Yeah, it'll be great with all of Skype's ducking and the audio quality and the... Ooh. You'll have a lot of fun editing that. We'll have to do that on a Saturday. <laughs> Give you extra time. Uh, well, you know, when we actually get together and like do this IRL, it's a lot easier to edit or not edit at some point you just give up and say it is what it is right. suffer with the rest of us did anything in this direct net bring you back in like after the spirits mode and you were, obviously we were let down by the the character reveals i wasn't that let down by character reveals i was more just like surprised like holy crap they totally fooled us with that with that fake leak like i haven't been that fooled ever in a Smash Bros. League, every time I'm just like, nah, that doesn't seem that real. And then it ends up not being real. I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Okay. But this one, it got me. It got <laughs> good. I got grinched. I got grinched good, dude. Uh, he fucked it all up for you. But then they showed off Incineroar and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like Moveset, he's got a really, he's got a very big character. I thought that was a very entertaining reveal. I wouldn't have saved it for the last reveal as like, this is our lineup. Incineroar is number 69. Nice. But like I wouldn't have done it in that order. I would have swapped the swapped the the last two directs. Like I think the last reveals would have been way stronger if it was Simon and Richter and then King K rule at the end. Crom, you could put whatever. I don't care. No one cares about Crom. You probably forgot Crom's even in the game, huh? No, I did not. I was actually really excited to play Crom until yeah, I realized yeah. they fucking nerfed his recovery. Yeah, you get the the worst of Roy, or you get the worst of Ike on top of Roy. It's rough. It's yeah. really rough. 
Like Weird. you would have, you would have liked him more if he was just a faster Ike. Oh my god! And oh, you're talking to my. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't oh. need to like <laughs> open a, a mind wound for I need, you. I need to change my pants real quick after that one. Ooh. Oh baby! <laughs> I was t- telling Leaf that I prefer the faster characters, which is weird because I main Ike. I don't know why he's so shitty and slow, but I love him. Uh, but like when I played melee, like Falco was my fucking guy. And listen, I know Fox was technically a little bit better, but I like Falco because Birdman are way fucking cooler than Foxman. And you can quote me on that. I mean, it doesn't really matter. At our level of play, none of them are better than anyone else. Nick, when we were in our heyday, when you and I were playing melee and fighting each other and it was fucking Roy versus Falco, dude, those were the most intense matches of my life. I was just fucking back and forth at the beach, couple of wave birds, couple of wave bros. No wave dashes. No wave dashes because you're right. We aren't that good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're like competitive casual. That's say, fine. We are really good for hardcore casuals. You have remained really good, and I have slowly and steadily slipped as the further I get away from melee. You just get too easily frustrated, and you stop having fun. So you stop playing. So no, you no, stop no, no. getting good. I don't feel like I stop having fun. I just ch- I quit being competitive. Well, you stop playing, which is. What are you doing then? Are you just having fun sitting there crossing your arms watching other people play then? That seems like a weird way to have fun. I mean, yeah, you can only lose so many times 1v fucking 1, Nick, by some asshole playing fucking Yoshi or Ness before you're like, fuck this game and everything about it. But when it's like four or eight people playing, like that's fun. But you fucking kick my ass with Yoshi. It's bullshit. It's not fun. Yoshi's fun. Yoshi's a fun character to play. It's bullshit. I'm like, how, why is Nick such a fucking troll? And now, motherfuckers are going to be playing Piranha Plant for the next six goddamn months. I'm going to have to deal with you playing fucking Piranha Plant, man. He has a really interesting moveset, but I don't know if I would uh, jive with it that much. Dude, is Piranha Plant the weird character that you're asking for? Piranha Plant's a weird character, but Piranha Plant also isn't a character. He's a like an obstacle. It'd be like putting uh, an Octorok as a playable character. It's weird. But even less iconic, because Octoroks have eyes. Piranha <laughs> Plant's still, pretty iconic. It's still a thing. Piranha Plant's pretty iconic, man. It's iconic, but it's not a character. I don't disagree, but that makes it even weirder that they picked Piranha Plant. Be like picking those fireballs that pop out of the lava and the Bowser levels in Mario One. Like it's not a character; it's a sprite that flips. <laughs> well, at least the Piranha Plants—they've like anthropomorphized. Kinda, but this one isn't anthropomorphic. It's just a plant in a pot, you know. It's literally just a fucking wiggly plant. Like I'm not like mad about it. It's just like why it's just weird it's got a cool move set and that's like what really what boils down to like what's important but it's just not an interesting character no it's an awful way to end the direct and an awful way to end all the character reveals and to do this weird limited character for a time if you pre-order what the fuck are they doing i mean at least it's a piranha plant and not like a character that people actually care about you know (laughs) like yeah we're trying to get as many people on board as soon as possible so we get our limited time offer, but people would be pissed if it was like, you can only get King K rule if you buy it in the first two months. Otherwise it's DLC. People would be pissed. I think that'd be a way better idea though. Like, Hey, you want Ridley Buy the fucking game now assholes. Like that's a good <laughs> idea. You want Prana plant? No, fuck you, Nintendo. Nobody wants Prana plant. No. Yeah. That's a, that's a big dick move, but like, I don't know if they're confident enough to do that. Yeah. I just, I just fucking don't. And Prana plant's not even done that. He's, he's not going to be out at launch. He'll probably come out in like January. What? He's not done? What does that mean? He's not done. Means they finished everything else and now they started adding characters and they're working on the development pipeline for adding new characters. No, I get it. But like, how 
how much work is it? It's like, okay, we saw the animations are done. We saw them playable. I mean, not really. You didn't see them like in a fight, really. You saw some vignettes of two, like 1v1 things. We don't know how broken that character is right now. We don't know anything about that character. We don't know anything about the characters that they've shown so far. We don't know how broken the game is at launch. Only they do because they've played it. Piranha Plant is going to be God tier. Hear me, you. Hear me, you. It's possible. I mean, look at one of the last additions to Smash 4 is Bayonetta, and that was broken. I can't tell you how upset I am, and I didn't really give it much thought before, but when I was looking at the roster, I'm really bummed that Charizard is no longer a standalone character. Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? I wish there was an I thought, option. I thought that was that was weird from the get-go. I thought, that if anything, like, sure, you want the everyone is here thing, but I would wonder how hard it would be to take Squirtle and Ivysaur and add the add new down Bs for them, as opposed to taking away Charizard's down B and putting it back into the Pokemon trainer. And they did buff it a little bit from Brawl, like you can transform midair and that kind of stuff, and there's not like a cooldown timer, but that's still kind of annoying, I guess. I don't really have a strong opinion about it because I didn't play Charizard much. It just seems weird to like remove a character that so many people mained in the last iteration. It just seems odd. Yeah, it, I agree. It is weird. It'd be like it is less egregious than if it, if they had like recombined Sheik with Zelda. But at this point, they've like separated those characters out even more by changing Zelda's appearance to the Link Between Worlds version and keeping Sheik as the Ocarina of Time model. Dude, that was really cool, man. And that uh, you kind of forget that they did was. You just fucking transformed your character and doubled your moveset. Yeah, man. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It's really bizarre. Bringing back Ice Climbers is great. Everything they're doing in this game is awesome from, like, a character perspective. It's just still kind of a bummer that the Piranha Plant is so, like, meh. Like, it just, I felt nothing when they showed that. Like, at first, I was, like, a little bit befuddled. And then I was like, <laughs> uh-huh. okay, I guess, whatever. I just, I just didn't get... <laughs> I just didn't get what they were doing. After half an hour, 40 minutes of not getting what they were doing, they then dropped. At least they waited for the World of Light trailer after that. Otherwise, that would have been a really, really wet fart to, to land on. <laughs> Dude, that's Nintendo's directs, though. Just a moist toot. Just garbage for the most part. The last two Smash directs were great, in my opinion. Like, the pacing was really well done. For me, who's like a Smash fan, I'm sure if you aren't into Smash Brothers at all, then it's going to be like 20 minutes of like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. But since I'm invested emotionally and financially, what have you, right. then I was I was pumped for the the August Direct and the 20 minutes of the E3 Direct that they just went over patch notes. They just talked about Olimar's freaking helmet getting broken and Pikachu Libre is a girl because the heart-shaped tail and just stupid little stuff like that. I'm all about Ugh, that, man. That, I'm I don't all know. about that. That doesn't interest me. There's so much more I want to know about this game that they haven't discussed yet or have glossed over and we're getting, like you said, these fucking patch notes. I like the patch notes. I just don't care about the patch notes for the modes that I'm not interested in. Like they spent a long time with spirits, but if they spent that much time talking about anything else, I've been okay with like they spent six minutes talking about online and different like modes and stuff like that and matchmaking. And I was enthralled the entire time. I was like, this is interesting. This is relevant to me. Yeah. Well, the spirits replacing the event mode on likely, one hand, not confirmed, but sure. Likely. But it, it makes sense given the, what spirits is looking like. And I'm not inherently opposed to that, but event mode is like, like a classic game mode. Event mode is like iconic, but also I didn't really spend any time with it in smash four. And I don't think it's because it got worse. Like it's, it's 
from what I remember playing of it, it was like, yep, this is event mode. I just would rather play other modes in that game. Yeah, I appreciated event mode because it gave me something to do single player. It was, like you said, these weird scenarios with these weird modifiers. And it was something that kept the game interesting on my own. And like a little micro story setting it up too. Like, yeah, Dr. Mario has gone evil and he stole the, the princess. So fight him. Fight your, your doppelganger self. You're just fighting a, a Dr. Mario as Mario and you can't can't let Peach get killed or whatever. You know, that's an Nintendo that's game. Cool. I like that stuff. <laughs> I am bummed that there's no Smash Run. I'm bummed we don't know anything about our classic modes like Target Smash and and Home Run Contest and stuff. And the Word of Light initially, I'm like, oh my god, we got Subspace Two, and then they show a bunch of fucking Smash it Tour shit. Said it wasn't Subspace Two. That was like the huge caveat. He's like, before we show you the adventure mode, it is not like stuff we've done in the past, like subspace emissary. Do not get your expectations up for something like that. Don't think it's a story mode like subspace. They said that so, so much intent, so much. And you just chose to ignore it. And guess what? And guess what? Now you're gonna be like dismissive. Nah, looks like smash tour. Yep. This looks bad. Garbage. Bad. It, look, it looks bad because it's fucking smash tour with some cutscenes. That cutscene did not do anything for me. It doesn't look like Smash Tour at all. There's not even a game board. It's like an overworld. It's like saying that Mario 3 looks like Smash Tour. Dude, you sound like an idiot when you say things like that. literally looks like shitty fucking Smash Tour. That's exactly what that game board looked like. You embarrass me with how dumb you sound right now. Smash Tour and World of Light both involve player, the player going around a board collecting power-ups and different fighters to gain power over opponents. And fighting in gimmicky battles. It's literally the same thing. Can I ask you what subspace looks like between cutscenes and between levels? Could you look that up for me really quick? Since you're on this tour, since you're on this tear right now, as it is. I, I don't remember what it looked like. Was it a fucking... There's an overworld map. It's what every 2D overworld map has ever looked like. I don't know what you're expecting. What do you want from this? It just seems so superfluous. You're describing subspace. Yeah, I'm being a crybaby. Also, World of Light isn't that replacing events. No, Spirits Mode is replacing events. I'm conv- I'm more confused after watching this. They did not clarify what these things are. They left us with more questions than answers. Word of Light to me looks like... I agree. That's what's replacing event mode, because you're just going... I don't know, dude. It's all... Well, <sighs> break down to me what an adventure mode is to you on a mechanic basis. Like, you have to think about it in that way, like how they implement it and how they show it to you is one thing, but how it plays one like game versus another is largely just the same. The one thing that like melee and brawl did that differentiated themselves was having those bespoke platforming areas that I liked, but I understand that it takes up time. It takes up time and resources making those things for a mode that largely isn't as replayable as like the bread and butter of a stage where you're fighting, you're duking it out. It's a fighting game. So I understand like trying to deemphasize that and trying to pull back from that. And what this board looks like to me is just a visual representation to like sort of put you in this story mode that isn't like as cutscene heavy because they don't want to waste more time and assets making these cutscenes. At the end of the day, all of these modes are essentially the same because they all just culminate in a fucking melee. Well, yeah, it's just fighting. It's a (laughs) fighting game. What do you want from a fighting game? Oh. I'd argue that the best parts about Smash Bros when you're not with a bunch of people were all of the weird, quirky game modes that literally weren't what Smash Brothers is all about. 
And I agree, but like it seems like they're trying to de-emphasize that. Yeah. Like we don't even know if home run contest is in it, and that's as easy as putting a sm- like a sandbag on an empty platform and hitting it hard. <laughs> it's so frustrating. And talking about how it's hard to make a target practice for seventy characters, like it's just polygons. They don't have any art on them. It's just a grid background with floating polygons and <laughs> targets. I agree. It's you frustrating. Think they don't do that when they're like balancing these characters as, as they're making them. Then you're an idiot if you think they don't actually have these made. They're just not using it. They're not polishing it. I can feel your disappointment right now. You're flustered. It's a bummer. They didn't even have Target in the last one. They had that stupid Angry Birds game and I hated it. It's, it made me mad. It's just weird that they wouldn't include these things that people clearly love and are clamoring for. It doesn't make sense to me. There's a formula. People know what they want after 20 years of these games. Why can't they just do it? And I know we're sitting here complaining because they're giving us the world, but they're looking at only one part of the equation here. Yeah, and I don't I don't want them to just like keep making the same game over and over. Like I understand their I own do. personal desire. I understand their desire to make new things. And I'm I'm trying to be open to that, but I can't help but be disappointed when things that I love from old games aren't iterated upon and added to the new games. Like that's just a natural thing. It's like if they took away Mario's jump and it's like, all right, here's a new game. Like what? That's what I like about Mario. <laughs> right. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. I mean, a lot of people were much more upset about there not being like traditional dungeons in Zelda. I thought it was fine because you got all the puzzle rooms, which is what I liked about Zelda and Breath of the Wild. But like, it's very understandable that you people would like reject that and not want that. And just how hard is it to do both? And it's not like the entitlement of the fan base. It's like you make a game. People like that game. They want more of that game. You make another game. If there's if it's different, it's very likely that the people who like the first game are going to be mad about the second game. Yeah, like that's just natural. It's gonna happen. And it just I'm seems sorry. it seems like it shouldn't be that difficult to like implement a lot of the things that people love while also trying to do something new. I don't know. I don't, I've never worked on a development pipeline for a video game. I don't know what that looks like. I, I know it's a lot of work, but four years, four years, and this is. This is all you motherfuckers can come up with. I don't know. I'm being an asshole. I'm excited for this game. I want to play it. But the more I learn about this game, the less excited I am to be able to play it on my own. See, I'm with you in that. But also, I think that I am just a different person than I was when I was playing a lot of Melee and, and uh, Smash 64 by myself. Clearly, you know, I'm not eight years old or 11 years old anymore. You know, are you that different, though, in the sense that you're still a guy who loves video games and has a lot of time to sit in your room by yourself playing video games, I imagine you would do the exact same thing you were doing at 11 years old playing Melee you would do now as a 27-year-old man. No, because I've got so many more other games to play. When I was a kid, my games on GameCube, I had Melee. I had Tiger Woods Golf. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Actually, Dude, that game was game. sick. That was a sick yeah, golf game, was. all right? had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Throwing out some DMX, you know? But, like, I, was, I had limited... It's like resources. I didn't have every game at my fingertips that I wanted. Now I'm an adult. I've got money. <laughs> and if I'm like not tickled pink by the single player offering in, in Smash Ultimate, I can just play something else. And that's totally fine. But that's not going to make me like Ultimate more. Just because I have Stockholm Syndrome for Melee's single player doesn't mean that <laughs> I need that from every single, like every future Smash game. So yeah, iterate. That's fine. But that doesn't mean that I can't, I don't have those nostalgia. But that doesn't make my nostalgia right or true either. <laughs> so, like, I'm at this weird impasse in my mind. Obviously, yeah, we haven't developed a video game, so what do we really know? But you look at it and you say, well, 
You do X to please these fans. We know fans. nothing. We're idiots. You, you do Y to please these fans, and you do Z to please the rest of them. Why are you only doing X? We're already so pleased by like how many characters are in this game, how many stages are in this game, how much music in this game. I look at the music list that they've like released so far, and it's all these awesome composers from other games working on things that they don't traditionally work on. You get like people from Sonic making music from Mega Man to be in a Smash Bros. game on a Nintendo console. Like, ah, see, that doesn't That's move me awesome. at all. That's awesome. That geeks me out, all right? I love when musicians cover each other's songs. That is so cool. You're such a nerd. It is so cool. You're dude. such a geek. Shut up. You adorable dweeb. You love dweeb. cover albums. You uh. love cover albums. Did you ever listen to that video that I sent you? It was, uh, they're doing a cover album for Avenged Sevenfold. So I, I, I threw what? out the no. two songs from Unholy Confessions at you. When did you do this? That was like months ago, bro. Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. Doesn't that geek you out? Come on. That's awesome. Did anything else about this direct excite you? Or was it just overall a bummer? I like that they confirmed that there's going to be DLC. Yeah. I think the pricing is fine. Yeah. It makes sense. Whoever doesn't want more things. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And five more characters. It, could this be the window into these other third-party characters we've been clamoring for? It's a possibility. We got Cloud as DLC. Bayonetta is kind of third party. Is it easier to sell? Potentially, you can do profit sharing that way. Exactly. It's a little bit easier to figure out the the actual financial right. ramifications of selling those. It, it, I think that's more enticing for both the third parties and for Nintendo. It's, hey, we'll make this character and we get a cut and you get the cut and it's, it's you know, apples to apples here. Yeah, besides that, I mean, I like, I think Incineroar looks really cool. I don't hate Piranha Plant. I just don't like the character, but the moveset looks cool. And I don't really care that it's a limited time thing. There was never a possibility that I wasn't buying this on launch. And the World of Light thing was epic and big. And I'm interested to see what that actually entails, how it differentiates itself from the spirits mode. Because it seems like you're not going to have those modifiers of like equipping spirits, which is the thing I don't like to be perfectly like clear here. Because before you would get a trophy and you'd be like, oh, cool. I've got this 3D model. You can rotate it around. I don't really care about that. How much time you're really spending with these hundreds of and hundreds of trophies? You're not. You're looking at the ones you like and that's it. Fair. So I don't care that it's just being reduced down to a JPEG or whatever. Like that's totally fine. You just get a cool little bit of history. And honestly, trophies was before I was actively seeking out like obscure games on the internet. Like I'd never heard of Doshin the Giant before Smash Melee. Right. I'd hardly even heard of Earthbound before I even played Smash 64. Like, it's this cool sort of encyclopedia. You get a, a little taste of everything. But now, you know, I'm plugged in. I'm on the internet. I understand that there are games. All right? <laughs> so <laughs> that largely it. negates my need for a trophy room. It's just really cool that these, like, smaller things get kind of a bump from Smash Bros. Like, I've seen multiple tweets in the last week from developers being like, this is so cool. We've got a character in Smash Bros. as a spirit. Like, Shantae is a spirit in Smash Bros. Shovel Knight is a freaking assist trophy. That's so cool. Right. An indie game that came out a few years ago is an item and a fighter, basically, in Smash Bros. How freaking rad is that? That is unheard of. All right? Should have been a character. So that's so cool. That's so cool. Should have been a character. I'll stick by that. I'm not put off by him not being playable. Like, he's in the game. That's so cool. Let them have that. <laughs> it's not not cool, but it would have been a lot cooler if he was playable. Yeah, it would have been a lot cooler if this game was free and it had every freaking character playable ever. Yeah. That's not the reality of the situation. <laughs> okay. 
Fair enough. Be happy with what they give you and not like completely bummed out that they aren't giving you literally everything. First of all, they're not giving me anything. I'm spending a lot of fucking money on this game and I spent a lot of money on Nintendo. And that company is a multi-billion dollar company because of you and me. All right? Yes, I've given them at least one billion. You've also given them a billion. Our lives would be so much better if Nintendo didn't exist, Nick. We'd be so much richer. <laughs> yeah, and how many more sales would they get if they put Shovel Knight as a playable character? How many playable characters do they really need to have? It's the principle. Game? If you're going to break this down to a purely financial thing, what things could they cut and, and make more money because they didn't spend any money developing it? You know? Nick, it's the principle of the matter. You're being a, you're being a bitch right now. You're being a bitch. Uh, I'm you a brought huge this up, you bitch. bitch. It's not a surprise. It's not a secret to anybody. I'm a huge bitch, and I'm gonna bitch, bitch, bitch. I need. I'm just trying to put you in your place. It's not working. Baby You're just preaching bitch. to the choir over here. <laughs> baby back, bitch. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Cheese, baby back, bitch. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Leaf and I got into this a little bit, but what do you think about leak culture? And it's integral. It is a backbone Love it. of gamers and people who are fans of things. Love it. If you like a thing, you are bound to get into conversations with other people that like that thing too. And inevitably, you're going to exhaust all opportunities to talk about the realities, and you're going to start going into the wild fantasies. And that's where leaks come in. That's where rumors come in. That's where my uncle works in Nintendo, and he said that if you use strength on the truck by the SSN, then you could find Mew. Right. You know? Right. That's where rumors come. You know, if you fight a hundred battles against level nine cpus and smash brothers melee you can unlock sonic the hedgehog it's <laughs> integral uh, you're hitting me with some knowledge here. i love it i love in this five years from now we're not going to remember all of the minute details of the lead up to smash bros ultimate but we're going to remember getting grinched and we're going to remember <laughs> launch night when we go to best buy at 9 p.m and pick up the game and spend way too many hours playing the game uh, you know it's just those are the memories that's what we're going to remember and I think it's important and I think it's inevitable. And I think, yes, we're bound to get our, our hopes dashed and our hearts broken and our hearts broken. But you know what? That's the dangerous game we play by loving a thing. If you love a thing, you open yourself up to be hurt by that thing. That's all I got to say. Nick, that was a brilliant monologue. That was great. I, I'm so happy by, by all the words you just said. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm just going to, I need to transcribe that. And I'm just going to make that in the description of this episode. <laughs> Oh, that's great. You flatter me. <laughs> that's great, man. Oh, that was nice. I No, I totally agree with you, man. Despite, like you said, having my hopes dashed and my heart broken. I mean, look at everything you love. <laughs> you love basketball. How mad do you get at basketball every week? Ugh. You love Star Wars. How was the last three years of your Stop life? Stop it. Stop it, you. Don't you bring George Lucas into this. You wish he was back, don't you? So he could ruin your life more with those awful prequels. Listen, George Lucas is awful. But at least when he made something bad, it was so bad that it was good. JJ Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy have crafted the most milk toast fucking universe. This is a galaxy far far away, bro. This is high fantasy with space lasers and magic ships and aliens and it's just this boring fucking retread bunch of flat characters and bad costume design. It makes me fucking mad. Makes me fucking mad. It's inevitable. It's got to reach a mass market. It's got to be as low stakes as possible. You're not going to get any of the cool stories you got from the books. They already, they showed immediately by making those like not canon that they had no interest in making Star Wars good. 
because those were literally the best things about Star Wars. And you know that. I agree. I always say that my least favorite part about Star Wars are the movies. Yeah, they're just they're cheesy. They're not great. Like people have a lot of nostalgia for them. They're whoa, whoa, fun. Whoa, whoa. Let's 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 back it up. They're fun, but you can't build on a universe that's not established and everything's just sort of like haphazardly thrown together. All right. George Lucas is not some mastermind that can craft a series. He just lucked out and made something that other people, other much more qualified people loved yeah. so that they could make something real out of it. But then Disney threw that all out the window and then threw it out there. They just made some movies. They, they sure did make some movies. They sure did. And boy, do they make some money. Yeah. That's what Disney does best, dude. And it's not all bad. Like the people love Rebels. People love the... I mean, the clones, they, what did they just green light some like Clone Wars final season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. That was a thing. Like that's, a, and it still has all like the creative people attached. Yep. People were stoked about that. Like they're not, it's not impossible for them to make good things. It's just they're trying so hard not to. Sure. But it's not just that. That's one thing. And that sucks. Despite years and years of anticipation. The worst part about all this, Nick, is that there's so many fans who deserve better, who are trying to convince themselves that they like they like the force awakens or they like the last Jedi. And of course there's going to be people, people who like them. There's always going to be someone who likes something. But like when I see my best friends who are just so passionate about star Wars, walk out of one of these movies and say, yeah, yeah, I liked it. That is heartbreaking because no, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You're trying to convince yourself because you don't want to be disappointed. Be disappointed. Be mad. That's some fucking corporation. who doesn't understand the thing you love. Or not honoring it. I agree. You know, people should like be more critical of the things they like. But also there's a line where it gets to the point where people are critical of things that aren't for them. And they have to like let go. Like you have to say, you know what? This isn't for me. Yeah. And I feel that way about Pokemon a lot of the time. I'm way softer on Pokemon because I know it's not for me. And as I get older, it's going to become less and less and less for me because it's people's introduction to this style of game. It's going to always be that easy. And that's something that I have to like get past. I have to get over, you know, I, I feel like that in a way is a cop, out. not a cop out, but uh, it's, you're not being fair to yourself in that assessment because Pokemon, I don't, the, the, the ratio of grown ass people who have played this franchise for 10, 20 years, far outweighs the amount of young, young people playing this for the first time. I get a 10 to one. Every person who's ever played Pokemon buys every new Pokemon game. Like each Pokemon game that comes out is better selling than the last one. That's not because more six-year-olds are playing it. Fewer six-year-olds are playing these games because we have mobile games. We have tablets. We've got online boom, 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 flash. It's you and I are buying every game and every kid who has now grown up is buying that game. Well, adults play mobile games too. They do, but I'm just saying Pokemon is continuing to sell better and better not because the brand is growing. And that handheld games are selling better. Well, I mean, like, when was the last time you watched the cartoon? You know, like it's a multimedia brand. Kids are still playing the games. Kids are still watching are. the cartoons. The they movies are. are still making money. We're not going to the movies. You know, it's not always about us. I agree. But I feel like at some point, the people developing these games need to recalibrate. I bet if you ask everyone that you work with, if they played Pokemon and when the last Pokemon they played was, you're going to see a, a significant drop off because they're not young anymore. A lot of people had like Game Boys when they were kids and they didn't get a Game Boy Advance because they, they grew out of it or they went to high school and they stopped playing games like a lot of 
I, that's what I did. I basically was not playing video games in high school. Played like Guitar Hero, and that's pretty sure. much it. I get that, but I also have a nine-year-old brother and know a lot of other young children that spend time with my nine-year-old brother, and not a single one of them play I, plays Pokemon. You know how many times I've tried to get Daniel to play Pokemon? He doesn't care because it's not the kind of game a six or eight or ten-year-old necessarily wants to play with everything else they have in the world. They want to play fucking Five Nights at Freddy's, and they want to play. I don't even know. Kids are weird, man. They want to play Fortnite. They don't want to play fucking Pokemon. You know? We want to play Pokemon. The almost 30-year-old ass men want to play Pokemon. Okay? I mean, I don't really want to play Pokemon. It's just I choose to because it's it's fun and warm and gives me nostalgia. I like hearing the songs. I don't want to play Pokemon, but I choose to. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. I don't want to, but I do. Well, you know what? You you know what I mean. I'm I'm being hyperbolic. Like I want Pokemon to be good, obviously. Yeah. But I also think a lot of the points that you're making about Pokemon is because it's not made for you. Like it's, it has a slow start. Like, yeah, every Pokemon is a slow start. Uh, what, are you kidding me? Pokemon red and blue. How long does it take you for to just to buy a Pokeball in Pokemon red and blue? It takes you like 20 minutes just to walk back and forth from Pallet Town. To you have City. to walk 12 pixels and then another 12 pixels back in the direction you just came from. And then you're playing the, the beginning of the sun and moon. My dude were like hours of just painful tutorial and, and just unnecessary dialogue and bad camera angles. Oh, it was just so bad. Oh, it was so bad. And then you get into the game and they got rid of all the things we like about it. In lieu of doing something quote unquote new and fresh. I said we weren't getting tangential. Fuck Pokemon and fuck Star Wars. Hey man, it's all relevant because we're talking about things that we love that hurt us. <sighs> and, and you just summed it up perfectly in the last few words you said. Fuck Pokemon. Fuck Star Wars. <laughs> and you can't wait until Let's Go comes out. And when the Star Wars movie next December comes out, uh, you're going to be there day I one. Was, I was pre-ordering Let's Go Pikachu with the goddamn Pokeball last night. Yeah, you dumb bitch. But you know what? If that were Diamond and Pearl remake, you bet your bottom fucking dollar I wouldn't be buying it. But because it's a return to Kanto, I'll waggle that shitty Pokeball. But you just said that it was that Diamond and Pearl was like the last good Pokemon game for you. So would you? Why would you not be excited about a Diamond Pro remake? Because I don't have any nostalgia for that game, despite having how much I played it. Same with Ruby Sapphire. I played those two games more than any other Pokemon game in my entire life, and I remember so little about it. And when the remakes came out, I played it and said, "This doesn't feel familiar," and I didn't beat them. I like Ruby Sapphire a lot. I think they added a lot of really cool stuff to it. Like objectively, it was it was awesome with like the the weather effects, like going to that mountain with the the ash falling down and find those crazy spindas. I remember that. Getting the lava cakes. I know what you're saying. And like the reflection of your of yourself in the water. Thought that was really cool. Those bad tropic dinosaur Pokemon. Didn't like those. I still, I just like, it's like, I don't want to play that ever again. I want to play the ones I, I love for my, my youth. That's why I didn't get uh, Mega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, those, ugh, bad. Bad. I mean, I'm sure they're fine. But they were just weren't for you. <laughs> it doesn't make them bad. I don't know why you say they're bad. I played the fucking Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver remakes, and oh my God, those are amazing. Yeah, because you loved gold and silver. It was for you. I loved Omega or I loved Ruby Sapphire, but I still you just said you don't remember anything about it. Do you really love it if you don't remember it? <laughs> to be fair, ask me anything about Crystal and my brain ain't what it used to be. I could play it again and be like, oh, I remember this. But like right now, I mm, I remember Olivine City. I, I remember Goldenrod City. Do I remember, do I remember Ecritique with the awesome music? I, remember Ecr- I don't remember the music, but I remember Ecritique City. Dude, Ecritique had awesome music. Creepy. I think Olivine actually had the same music. They they doubled up on a lot of their uh, town tracks. Mm. 
Like the more you what know. Was the dra- what was the Dragon City? Um, was that Olivine? The dragon with the dragon cave and uh, was that Lance's daughter or his sister or was it they're just homies? See, I don't know, man. I don't remember. I think they're just homies. Remember, like seeing Lance at the Lake of Rage, with the red yeah. Gyarados, dude. The shiny red Gyarados, dude. Dude, shit was that shit was hype. Dude. All right. Anyway, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know, man. Smash Bros. I'm still excited for it. The direct did not impact my my hype for it. Yeah, it was really weird. But really weird choices that they made. It was a disappointing morning. You you want so much more. You want to leave these things more excited than you went into them, right? Yeah. My, my excitement overall was not diminished, but I I did not leave more excited or or I just was disappointed. The direct was was bad. Yeah, I mean purely from a like a pacing and the choices they made about what information to tell when. Right. It seemed like spirits could have been something that they announced earlier. Like waiting for it to be like one of the last reveals made it seem like it was going to be a bigger thing. And then it was just this like whatever kind of side mode that seems impenetrable. Right. To like talk about. I mean, they had to talk about it for eight minutes just to describe it. And they did an awful job even at that. Yeah. So I don't know how else you would have described that. So, I mean, they made some choices there. Can that be? I'm not super happy. Spirits can be a good mode, right? Just given. If it's that obtuse, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine as like an event mode replacement because they showed some interesting ideas in the types of battles that you'd be having, which is fine. They showed like, I think it was with the spirits mode. They're showing off some of the shop and oh, just the whole spirits being like gotchapon roulette things. That's just bad. Like don't assign a star rating to these things that you're going to have hundreds of anyway. Like you're trying to make this, this big thing that can last people a long time. And that's great. But it also <laughs> makes me not want to touch it at all. Like, that's just poison to me. I can't imagine unlocking, you know, just a bunch of random crap that I don't care about and then trading those crap in to unlock tickets to roll a, a, a roll a wheel to maybe get some crap that I do like. <laughs> not about it. <laughs> it's too much. Then they showed a shop and you can buy things like you can... I think you buy specific spirits, maybe, but also you can buy music tracks, which will be the only thing I buy because I love music tracks. But there's just so much in this game. And, I, and like, I get trying to like having the unlock things as like a mechanic, starting out the, the original eight and then unlocking up to 74 seems like a daunting task, though. And I just want to play as like some characters. And I hope that's streamlined. I hope that's streamlined. There are stages I didn't unlock in Smash for Wii U. Really? I don't have every stage on Smash for Wii U. Yeah. Huh. I put hundreds of hours in that game. You can attest. I've played that game. I never unlocked Duck Hunt and I never unlocked Pac-Land, which I don't care about because those are two ugly, awful stages that I don't want. But this is the fact that I don't have them after putting in all that time. It's weird. What's up with that? It's really bizarre. Um, how soon? What well, Two things here. A, how soon until... Nintendo wants real money to unlock these things in spirits mode or any of the other collectibles. I'd say never. Uh, fingers crossed. They haven't shown any microtransactions in old games on their actual consoles. So, But it strikes me as a move Nintendo would make in order to sort of move into the 21st century. If they did, it'd be like a one purchase, unlock everything kind of deal. It's not going to be a repeatable purchase. The whole unlocking characters thing people clamored for before and now we're getting it it's like oh we're starting off with like nine characters eight you have to fucking unlock 
everything. And it's like, now it seems like more of a burden. That's what people fucking wanted before. And like I said, like I said, you know, like the progression and the sense of accomplishment to, to throw that meme out there. Like, it's true. Like if you started out and you had everything unlocked, that's like, it's like with uh, Mario Kart 8. You know, everything was unlocked from the get-go. You had all the characters, you had all the tracks, you had all the... You didn't have all the cars, but like that's so... That's the, that's their spirits, you know? Yeah, sure. So it, I didn't really play the single player in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Like I did in Mario Kart 8 because unlocking stuff is fun. But having nothing to unlock gave me no reason to play the single player mode. So like, I understand. I wonder then how tied to some of these single player modes the characters will be. There has to be multi- multiple ways to unlock some of these characters like x amount of hours or you be sure you get like a you get like a current like when you uh play just regular smash like they've had this since melee getting the coins in melee just fighting and then using those coins to do the little capsule machine yeah so i'm sure there'll be something like that i wonder if they'll do the traditional thing of uh, the challenger approaches and having to fight the character before you can unlock them because that's mm. like that's classic mm. but it also sucks if you ever lose to that character he's like god i feel like a dumbass right <laughs> can't okay. beat this roy how many times do you lose to fucking mewtwo for front and lock him i remember losing to luigi back on smash 64 oh bad oh that, bad that weird slippery plumber i hope it's satisfying either way i hope it's not just an hours played thing or like i, I want it to feel satisfying like yeah, and said. I want the thing that you do to unlock them to be like an okay time too. I don't want to just be like mindlessly grinding some crap I don't care about or like button my head against a wall, you know? Right. So what I'm asking for is I want the game to be good. Yeah. I know yeah. it's a high, I know it's high, you know, it's, it's a high challenge. You're going to be hard pressed to have those expectations met, my friend. It's true. This is Sakurai we're talking about. He, you know, it's not like he's completely delivered four times now. I let the leak get to me, man. I wanted those five characters, and now I just want the game to be good. Uh, you it's got, crazy got. how this can just blow my expectations out of the water. I know. I, man, I swear when they dropped Ken and they put him on the fucking canvas, and I was like, that's exactly the, what was on the Grinch League. It's not. Did you even look? Did you even look? I I did in a stupor. Because it's not. He's just doing a Shoryuken, and he's like three spaces away, and other characters got moved around that didn't get moved around. For it's not. It's not true. I want someone to take fucking credit for the Grinch League and explain everything about it. I wonder if it is that guy. If that guy, if that was a true thing, that that guy just made that at work, you know, because he's clearly a graphic designer, so he's got some capabilities. Just trolling people. Just trolling, dude. Straight trolling. Fucking dickhead. Fuck Nintendo. Oh, my God. Is there anything else about the direct you want to mention? I'm so satisfied with this podcast just because you went on that fucking monologue. That is a gem. Did you you actually catch the end with the World of Light? I mean, I watched the cutscene on Reddit, but... I'm just wondering how, what your reaction was when they just went full anime and had vocals over the song with Kirby looking at a broken world. Given what we know about Sakurai and his his pension for fucking theatrics, it totally makes sense. And he invented Kirby, man. And if, yeah, of course it's Kirby is the fucking last man standing and he's going to have to save the day. And I also saw a good point online that Kirby is like one of the easiest and most approachable characters in the game to play as. You just spam his down B and it's different every time. Well, less that and just like every other move he does too is just like really forgiving and easy to understand. And he's got like a hundred jumps. <laughs> right. My favorite thing is still just to troll the nine-year-old with Kirby and just like suicide myself. Except you don't have to suicide yourself. You just let him out and then you can just float your way back up to the platform. 
Oh, it's evil. It's evil, Nick. You see that video that was uh, showing that so when Kirby uses his B move, you know, you inhale him yeah. and then you can spit him out as a star. Mm-hmm. But did you know that based on their percentage, he they get shot out further and further away? Nice. So someone showed Kirby on one side of Hyrule Temple against a player that was at 999% and they spat them across the entire width of Hyrule Temple and killed them. That's really nice. How do you get someone the 999 damage? It's called practice mode. Hacks. <laughs> Just move that number up. Uh, Very easy. I'm excited, man. The sixth is uh, less than a month away. A month away. I hope you can get that day off and I hope you can come up here earlier so we can uh, catch game awards together. Because I'm sure there's going to be Nintendo uh, news from that. I've already seen pictures of Jeff Keighley hanging out with Reggie. So I won't be able to get Thursday off. I'll get Friday off and I'll come up after work Thursday. What time? So I need to know now. All right? earliest, I, we we're a month out. We got to plan this. The earliest I can get out of work is like five on the dot. And I'll basically hit the freeway by five after five. Five after five. Nice. You like that? I see what you're doing there. <laughs> so you'll be back up. You'll be back up here by the time Game Awards is over. You. You bitch. I'll put it up on my phone. No, better yet, I'll call you and you can tell me everything that's happening while it's happening. <laughs> great. Great. Are you looking forward to that? <laughs> That'll be fine. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. It'll be a blast. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have, no, what I'm going to have to do is come over to your house and nap. I'm going to nap in your bed while you play video games so that I can stay up late and play Smash Bros. with you. I mean, when would you get up here? You say you leave at five, so you get here like six. You're gonna, you're gonna nap for two hours. I, I'm not gonna I, get up here at six. You'll be here for like seven thirty. Seven, be like seven. Yeah, I just need like an hour nap, and then I can power through till two, three in the morning. Boy, boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not put any more time into that game because I'm still nope. trying to finish my new game plus on Spidey. And also, you maybe got as far as getting past the intro to Golden Sun. Dog, I started it. I promised I was gonna start it this fucking weekend, and I did. You sure did. Can you even control your characters yet? Do you even have Garrett in your party? <laughs> yes, I do have Garrett. And you know what's really weird to me? Speaking of that, we're just going to bring it up now and not on our Golden Sun pod. Is that like, what happens if I just walk past that guy? Which guy? Garrett. Garrett? What if I just left him there? I didn't talk it to pro- him. It probably, it probably gates you. There's a lot of JRPG gating. Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, so man, I found. I, I forgot. I missed a thing. And now I can't do the thing that I need to do. What do I need to do? Yeah, because the first time I played that that game... Lost Age has more of that from from my personal experience so far, but I've also played the original Golden Sun more than I've played Lost Age. Ah. I've only beaten Lost Age once. Fair. Beaten Golden Sun three or four times. Oh, Jesus. So, like, I've got it more recently in my memory. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep powering through Golden Sun. I'm going to do it. But anyway, Super Smash Bros. We're excited. Once we get our hands on it, we'll do a comprehensive, uh, you know, breakdown of what we love and what we don't love. Yeah, hot takes. A couple weeks away. Dude, four weeks. We'll get it. We'll get it uh, Thursday. We'll play all night. We'll play all Friday and Saturday night. My goal is to have all the characters unlocked by the time we record. Oh, wow. So what's the play here? Do we play multiplayer with two different switches and go back and forth? Or we all just play on one switch and just try to unlock them all on one person's switch? I'm sure there's going to be some of everything. Because I'm assuming that we're not going to be the only ones picking up Smash Bros. on the night of. Let me tell you. like we're probably going to be hanging out with like Dre and Max. Or Leaf and Andrew. If Dre and Max and Leaf and Drew and my brother and Cody Powers, if all these motherfuckers who own Switches do not buy Smash Bros. at 9 o'clock 
on Thursday, the fucking sixth. Y'all dead to me. What are you doing? Why do you own a Nintendo Switch in the first place? What's wrong with you? What's what's wrong? That wasn't rhetorical. You must tell me what's wrong with them so we can fix them. Everything. They're uh, beyond repair. Rip. R.I.P. Luigi. Oh, that poor motherfucker. Oh, my God. We're doing listener mail. Let me read these. Oh, my goodness. Off the cuff. Here we go. If you want to send a letter to be read on the air, go ahead and email us at feedback at consulcrusade.com. You're goddamn right. EJ will read it sometimes in a funny voice. Sometimes he'll laugh. And sometimes it'll spur a conversation between the two of us. So Andrew Chavez says, Hey, Crusaders, Nick and EJ or EJ and Nick, whatever tickles your taint. In episode 39, EJ said he dreaded going back to God of War 2018 because it is slow, but has not started Red Dead Redemption 2 yet. I'm about 50 hours deep on Outlaw Cowboy Simulator, and boy, oh boy, EJ, whoa, partner, RDR is so slow. Sometimes slow is nice, partner. You just drink it all in all the atmosphere, get to know your gang of a family, and occasionally tell some darlings chuckle fuck to forget everything you saw. Uh, I forgot why I was writing this, but I think I got the point across. Finish God of War, slacker. The grand gamer, the Windows Defender, Dre. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? Red Dead's probably not for me. You're probably right. 100%. Every time I hear people talk about that game, I'm like, this sounds like EJ's nightmare. But to be fair, I also like Red Dead 1 more than I like God of War so far. And I didn't really like God of War that much, or uh, uh, Red Dead 1 that much. So, it's just, I don't know. It seems it's just like a- this is much more obtuse and a lot more, oops, I accidentally shot my horse and now I'm wanted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's probably not for me. It's probably fucking stupid. And I know people wanted it, but like, do people really want this game now having played it more than they would have wanted GTA 6? I don't think anybody would have, realistically. Uh, People have a lot of, um, I mean, it's the same with Nintendo fans. Like, people who like Rockstar games are just completely in in their pocket, you know? Like, they're just going to love it no matter what. Our second letter here reads, Hey, CC, I feel lied to about the spirits mode. You had two drunk hosts, both of whom barely watched this part of the direct, say that Spirits mode would have amiable functionality. I want an apology and my money back. Sincerely, disappointed Leaf Jaden. <laughs> Sorry, Leaf. Uh, my co-host and I at the time, we were, as you say, inebriated. He more than I. Definitely. And you know what? This is what I get for bringing a fucking rook onto the podcast when I should have been talking to my my esteemed colleague here. You know, that's that's leave. That's my bad. And Nick, I hope you forgive me for bringing on a, a booze hound like that to come on and just spread their lies on our podcast. And I only hope that uh, our listeners can forgive me that I was not here for such an important conversation to keep you guys in line. You know, in. I texted you earlier in the day and I said, hey, let's do an emergency pod tonight and react to this and I'll get it up. And you're like, well, that's not likely because I'm just not going to bed. Leaf and I literally start recording. Which is at like noon. <laughs> right. We start recording. We get all dialed in and like literally right as we start recording, you text us. And I'm like, fucking Nick's awake. God damn it. Yeah. One of those times I wake up at six o'clock. I didn't know when you were going to record. I thought you were going to record way earlier, but yeah, yeah. Fuck me, right? Well, sorry, Leaf, that my co-host Leaf was such a wreck. 
Yeah, sorry, Leaf about Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I had a good time. I had a nice time recording it. I felt we had a decent back and forth. But again, that was probably the whiskey talking. I, yeah, it was entertaining for me to listen from the outside looking in, but it was also incredibly frustrating. Because <laughs> we... Are, sometimes, not all the time, just sometimes. Just it was just interesting. At the ignorant. very least, it was interesting to sort of get the perspective of a couple people that have no idea what they're talking about and like <laughs> completely amateurish. I mean, that was a good like bit of perspective for me as someone who knows a lot and uh, never messes up. So that was nice, but also, <laughs> like I said, frustrating. Uh, oh, well. Oh, well. Nick, without you, this podcast wouldn't wouldn't be able to happen. So I mean, last week proves me wrong. So was <laughs> well, that wrong? I guess like without you, this podcast literally wouldn't post. So nah, you'd figure it out, partner, and I'd be all the worse for it, yeah. partner. <laughs> well, anyway, Console Crusade podcast. Find us on Twitter at Console underscore Crusade. Find me at Ejiggle. Find my boy Nick Durheim at Press Till Death. P R E S H T I L D E A G H. I think y'all can spell Press Till Death. It's like Fresh Till Death, but with a P. Yeah, but people are dumb sometimes, and they'll be like, "What? What does Press mean? What is that? Huh?" I don't know. I think Ejiggle leaves a little bit of room for for messing up the spelling as well. You're like, it's phonetical. I'm like, it's phonetic as fuck. What? It's so e- Press Till Death. Jiggle. The one, the one way you can mess it up is having two L's. And who spells till with two L's? Like this isn't like a till that you're putting money into. Cha-ching. Or a window till. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Until. Until. People are dumb. It's a shortening of until without the U-N. People are dumb. Write to us. Prove to us you are not a dum-dum. There you go. Feedback at ConstructCrusade.com. Hit us up, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Constant Podcast. Ah!